Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 564. You know, the word love is powerful. I encourage people to love what they do at their job or, you know, being an entrepreneur and to love each other. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Marcus Morton. Marcus, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Mark, I am buckled up and ready for this ride. Orbital in hand, I'm sure, being the detailer that you are. Fueled with passion for cars, Marcus C. Morton, the founder of Pit Stop Auto Detailing and Vehicle Storage, operates one of the country's finest facilities in sunny and this summer very warm Scottsdale, Arizona. His vision started eight years ago with just a mobile detail and car wash truck. His strong leadership has propelled the company to be one of the fastest-growing companies operating a fleet of mobile trucks and a 10,000-square-foot facility where his company maintains some of the world's most sought-after vehicles. Under his care of luxury, autic, and classic cars, Marcus has become a valuable resource for owners of these fine automobiles from all over the world. So, Marcus, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before we get into the questions, would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for very cool cars? Sure. So, quality work and legendary customer service is what's, you know, driven my company forward and, you know, where we seek some great growth opportunity. As you mentioned, you know, in the past, uh, I started with just one mobile truck. I found a little niche down here in Scottsdale, going to car events like Cars and Coffee, mm-hmm. and, you know, been able to sort of work with those, many of those auto enthusiasts like myself. So naturally, Mark, I just kept pushing forward with my detail business. Now we've got three trucks, 10,000 square foot facility, and we're looking, you know, to obviously expand more here in Scottsdale, but other markets, California, Texas, maybe Florida. Very cool. Yeah, we've got some uh, pretty big plans to try to move forward with uh, the brand, and we hope that happens. Well, I think this is really interesting because a lot of my listeners know I have a background in car care, and I think it's cool when I hear people that start their own businesses detailing cars, but then they think much, much broader than that and start to expand. You have a a facility where people can store their high-end cars as well. Being a a snowbird community like you have there in Arizona. So if I have my Ferrari for my 
my winter home. You will take care of it so I don't have to worry about it sitting in my garage and maybe some mice or rattlesnakes getting into the exhaust system. Absolutely. And, you know, in fact, we get a a lot of that uh, questions that arise. So, you know, our storage facility, we're very, the business has been, the, the focus of it has always been around giving the best customer service possible to our clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the storage, typically, what are your options? Either find the neighbor's garage or go find your own storage unit and, you know, shut the door. And what about the battery or what, what if one of these rodents get into your vehicle? How do you handle that when you don't have eyes on it? So right. the storage component of our business actually became uh, just a request from several of our clients asking for, you know, hey, do you guys know the place where I can store my car for a couple of months or, you know, six months at a time? And then now, you know, I've got clients that um, I've had for six years wow. storing vehicles. So. You know, the service that we offer with it is much different and very unique to, you know, other storage environments where given the fact that we have the detailing side of our business, we want you to just come in and enjoy your vehicle. The keys in hand, toss them to you and say, enjoy your vehicle. It's cleaned up. It's gassed up. It's ready to go for you. Yep. Go on your, go on your uh, weekend cruise and bring it back to us dirty. And guess what? We're going to clean it up for you, tuck it away, and make sure that it's safe and secure in the, in the storage spot that uh, that you'd like it to be in. So Very nice. Become a very popular service in uh, the storage business. Yeah. Storage business has been very good, good for us. Oh, it's great. I love it how you uh, saw that opening in the market and filled that niche. Very entrepreneurial. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. Some kind of saying or mantra that has some meaning to you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? Or or the orbital pad turning in your case. So, Marcus, <laughs> take the wheel. Sure. So, you know, I've always had this quote that for many, many years has just always followed me, Mark. And it's, he who follows in another steps leaves no footprint. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great quote. Yes. Very subtle. It has some great meaning to it. And, you know, it's really been kind of a guiding principle of uh, my entrepreneurial success. I love to lead. Uh, I love to create my own pathway in life. In business, this quote is also distinguishes us from our competitors and maintains our company as a benchmark in the industry. Great quote. I love it. I, I think for what you're doing, especially where you're broadening your horizons to much more than just detailing cars, the service end of it, expanding to other places, it's its brilliant. Yes, absolutely. What we try to do, I've been in the car care industry, you know, even outside of owning my own business as far as like an enthusiast myself, started by business that way, Mark. But what was interesting is I, I look at a lot of detail shops that is exactly that. They're detail shops. You bring your car there, you get the service, and you leave. Mm-hmm. Most of the, you know, I would have to say that my past experiences have been very positive with several, you know, shops on a consumer level. Yes. But what I wanted to bring was a real, a, a true brand, a lifestyle uh, moving forward for people that love to bring their car to us. They yeah. they like to get involved in the community. They like to get involved with the uh, certain events and the car drives that we offer down here in the Southwest. So we want to offer, you know, as a brand, much more than just a car cleaning center. And I think we're doing a great job with that. Absolutely. Well, let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share with me a moment in time that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment, as you recall it, when you realized that you were a car guy? Yes. You know, (laughs) 
I always had a thing for engines. I didn't know if that was a trains, planes, or automobiles. <laughs> I happen to like the movie and John Can- John Candy, fantastic comedian and actor that he was. Yes. You know, I think it kind of all started back in the day. And, you know, I reflect back at kind of the reason why my grandpa had me, he recognized that I liked vehicles. And he had a tractor and he says, you know, hey, uh, why don't you come over and help me drive the tractor around? Well, what kid wouldn't want to do that sitting on grandpa's lap on oh, an old, yeah. uh, you know, John Deere tractor? So I took that opportunity. Well, what I didn't realize is he was actually training me to, to clean the, the horse stalls at, <laughs> at the bar because grandpa didn't want to do that anymore. Of course not. So, you know, at that time, that's when I really kind of learned the inner workings of driving, you know, something with an engine. And of course, I've had, uh, you know, several family cars, if you will aunts and uncles. Uh, my grandma had a very special car that, you know, we'll probably talk about. And really, that's kind of what I noticed. I, I'm a car guy. And, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, growing up through, growing up in the 80s, who didn't have a poster of a Ferrari Testarossa in their bedroom or a Lamborghini Countach? I oh, mean, yeah. it just, uh, you know, that you look at that and your eyes became wide open to, wow, I just really want one of those. So, <laughs> Maybe someday, Mark. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to work towards a goal, that's for sure. Well, Marcus, yeah. I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood here. And you've chosen mm-hmm. a career path of an entrepreneur, a businessman, running your own business, building your own brand. That is fraught with ups and downs. So take us to a time in your career that was a real, real challenge, maybe even a big failure that you faced. But the most important part of this, of this is how did you overcome that situation and what did you learn from it? Sure. You know, Mark, I've been pretty fortunate and successful, and I'm very grateful for that. You know, I, I've been faced with many challenges, um, some very difficult, others, you know, just kind of a bump in the road um, that backed me into a corner. Uh, at, at periods of time, I felt homeless, not having the things to provide for myself. Of course, being an entrepreneur, I'm sure many other entrepreneurs out there can probably relate to, you know, putting everything you have to try to make it go of the business. So there was a point in time in my life that um, I lived at my shop and showered from, you know, the hose bib. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I look back and I laugh about it. During that time, it was very, very tough for me. It mentally drained me. Um, I was wondering if tomorrow would, you know, be my last day in business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had a fear for failure. But overcoming that is is a challenge. But for me as an individual and what I would, you know, share with others is those are opportunities. Those are things to grow from, uh, create you as an individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I, you just have to move forward with maintaining perspective, uh, face the reality, look at these, you know, sort of problems in the moment as problems, but figure out the opportunity, opportunity to grow from them. And of course, the only way you can do it is by displaying a positive attitude. So at certain times when you just don't have an answer for the problem, you know, an opportunity or a challenge that you've overcome, ask for help. There's plenty of people out there that are willing to uh, help you, guide you and give you some, you know, their, uh, maybe their personal dealings with a similar situation. Oh yeah. You know, you, you dropped some wonderful golden nuggets here. One thing is, Looking at a problem, as you say, and changing that into an opportunity or a challenge. And the other most important part you mentioned was uh, seeking out help. 
finding mm-hmm. people who've been in the same situation. How do they get past it? How do they grow forward? And, you know, I love the aspect that, you know, for a while you lived in your shop and, sh- and you showered from the hose bib and you think <laughs> back to those times and you go, wow, but I made it through that. I persevered. I had tenacity. Uh, I just kept going. I didn't give up and look where you are today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those are wonderful character building moments that for many people, Stop them in their tracks, and I'm so happy that uh, you just kept pushing forward. Thanks for sharing that really personal story. Absolutely. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of your career aha moments. It's a time when you had this new direction, this new idea, this new path, this new road to head down. Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. I'd love to. Thanks, Mark. I always knew at a very young age that I was going to own my own business. I wasn't quite sure exactly what that would be, Mark. But, you know, uh, as it progressed, I always knew I was a car guy. At the time, I was working for Starbucks Coffee Company. Um, I had a great position, uh, you know, as a store manager. I worked manufacturing. I've roasted coffee. I've been very diverse in in the coffee industry. And, you know, I love it. Um, And, you know, it kind of goes hand in glove with uh, the automotive industry. And the reason why I say that is, Specifically, cars bring people together, as does coffee. Ah, great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> people share stories. They share memories. They go out for coffee. The same thing can be said for you know having a passion for vehicles. We, we always tend to have a memory that follows with a particular kind of vehicle, you know, where we can enjoy stories from strangers and, re- and you know, bring some sort of relation to that. So I think that's very unique. I love both those industries and I have to laugh, but I always say I went from caffeine to gasoline. So <laughs> um, one of the things that, you know, the aha moment for me was when I was, I had moved down to Arizona 10 years ago and I, you know, opened up a new, a uh, couple of new Starbucks stores as a manager as their market was expanding down here. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to, at the, I'm just going to start a mobile detail business. I was very excited about it. And I just want to learn some, earn some extra cash on the side. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long that I, after that, that I started to see some success. I had a couple of really great clients. And one of them said, have you ever thought about doing this full-time, Marcus? Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of put up, put up a little bit of a wall and said, gosh, you know, I've got such a great job working for Starbucks, health benefits, stock options. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it didn't take a whole lot of thought after that to say I could always go back to Starbucks. Yeah. I, take a take I, a so, chance. Take a leap. Okay. Yeah. So the light bulb which went on, and Mark, I haven't looked back since then. And I'd have to say, you know, that's probably my proudest aha moment. Certainly a turning point in my life and my career. And yeah. I've been very grateful since then. But from cars to coffee, caffeine to gasoline, uh, I love both the industries. <laughs> well, I think it's great the story you shared there, and you kind of segued into the, that next question, which, of course, is a Parada's career moment. But that's what mm-hmm. Cars is all about. All the past 560 guests I've had on the show are people that took a leap of faith, took their passion for cars, and created a business or a lifestyle or a life or a career or vocation around it like you did. And... I think the takeaway message here is if somebody, a listener out there is thinking about taking that leap, I think Marcus and I know my advice would be do it. Take a chance. Absolutely. We only have one round here on this planet. And if you don't, you'll always wonder 
what if. Absolutely. Yeah, take that chance. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and go back and talk about your first really special car. That first car that you finally got that you went, oh, man, I've been wanting this for so long. And maybe you could share Mm -hmm. a memory with that vehicle. Yeah, I graduated high school in the year 2000, and I think at that time, everybody thought that the world was going to shut down and computers were going to stop working, but, <laughs> you know, we've been, <laughs> that was a very, uh, very interesting New Year's Eve yes. when it turned uh, year, year 2000, so, yeah. but, uh, you know, what a special car to me, I purchased the 2000 Jeep Wrangler Sport, I loved it in the Northwest, it was perfect, you know, rugged in its own way so I could go uh, up to ski in the mountains and then, you know, also get a little bit dirty on the weekends and go, you know, hit some trails. So it was very versatile for me, very special car. But also when you have a crisp, uh, crisp, sunny Northwest day, Mm -hmm. there is nothing better than just peeling the top back and being able to go up uh, and take a drive into Seattle and along, you know, Alki Beach. Yeah. Perfect vehicle for that. So it was very special to me. I still wish I had it, as I'm sure most of your guests probably comment on, uh, you know, having their their first special car. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the the Jeep Wrangler it was a very, a very unique vehicle to me, and I loved it. Yeah, fun cars. Well, is that the car that you wish you could have back in your garage? Is there another one that you really wish you still had? You know, I, it's a toss-up between that and um, I, I was fortunate enough to come across a 1995 Land Rover Defender. And, you know, uh, I think car enthusiasts probably know a lot about what those, Ooh, what those are. Yeah, the Defender. Awesome fun car. <laughs> yeah, a very fun car. Kind of a minimalist uh-huh. type of vehicle. But I'll tell you what, Mark, that car put a grin on my face from cheek to cheek. And there was nothing better than to be able to drive that V8 sort of a tank and and kind of have that safari look. So what was very special about that vehicle, and I wish I still had it, was they're very rare. Yeah. You know, they only made three years or brought, imported three years of those vehicles to the U.S., 94, 95, and 1997. Uh, Defender 90, and they, they look like a Jeep. Uh, most people would say, I like your Jeep, and then you'd kind of frown a little bit, but <laughs> you understood what they were after, so they didn't right. quite know what it was, so the th- first thing that they could put their hands on is, I like your Jeep. Yeah, they've become quite expensive in collector items, and I just saw yesterday mm-hmm. that there's some, and I don't remember his name, some billionaire out there that's trying to talk with Range Rover of bringing them back, because they built the last ones for the whole world. I think they stopped producing them last year was it something like that uh, for the you, whole world yeah yeah at any rate they're they're big they become expensive if you want to find one that's legal here in the united states they're all over the planet of course and mm-hmm. uh, workhorses mm-hmm. everywhere but very fun vehicles yeah that would be a nice one to have back as well well let's talk about today and tomorrow tell me a little bit about what you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up today and for the future for your business sure i mentioned earlier mark that you know, we're looking at doing a couple of different pit stop auto detailing and storage facilities um, around the country. I don't know when those would ever, if and when those would ever transpire, but we're certainly looking at growth opportunities. But, you know, the current foundation that we have here in Scottsdale, uh, we're going to continue to offer our mobile fleet. It's a very popular service. They service golf courses, high-rise condos, business plazas, private residences, 
So, you know, we're very versatile and people like that personalized convenience. We're going to continue to expand the market with our mobile service, but also our Scottsdale location as we see, you know, uh, continue to see tremendous growth at our shop location. So I think before we spread our wings to a different part of the country, um, there's certainly some growth opportunity here uh, within the Phoenix market to probably have a second, maybe third location. Nice. Being able to have the mobile unit, it makes us unique because we can spread our wings and reach a client base that typically, you know, with just a facility would only attract like a five to 10 mile radius of of population around your facility. But our mobile units, we go to private racetracks, uh, South of uh, Tucson, Indy Motorsports Ranch, which Uh I'm a, you know, a a member there, but we also service, you know, fantastic track facility. Oh yeah. And uh, all the way to the Nissan and Mercedes Proving Grounds where you know, some very uh, interesting stuff that we see. I can't comment on it, but some, uh, you know, very, uh, very private um, uh, facility. But, you know, we're able to go to areas where people want us and where they need us and uh, allow us to do our services there. Well, I think it's great what you've done. Again, you're finding these gaps in the market that you're filling and the concept of somebody Mm -hmm. that could go to work in the morning and park their car. You guys come there and take care of it when I come out or if I go play around a golf, come back, the car is done and ready to go so I don't have to leave my car, drop it off, deal with that. And I just saw you on Facebook the other day. You did a photo shoot at your facility. Very cool. You've got cars stacked in there on racks, uh, beautiful cars lined up against the wall. Uh, some great pictures. You sent those to me. Our listeners can find one of those pictures on your very own show notes page here at carsyeah.com. So I think what you're doing is great, Marcus. Wonderful. Wish you the best. Now, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were mm-hmm. a car... What kind of car would Marcus be and why? Yeah, that's a tough question, Mark, But because uh, I like so many cars. Well, it has to be not so much the cars <laughs> you like now. I'm going to kind of alter this a little bit. This is how you feel about yourself manifested into a car. Of course, I would love to be a sexy Ferrari, but uh, <laughs> I'm not that really sleek and sexy anymore. So let's go off that track, okay? Yeah, sure. You know, I'd have to say probably a 997 Porsche GT3. Um, Okay. You know, I I, I love the car, but you know, some things that kind of manifest for me, if I was a car, they articulate. Point the nose and go for the vehicle. And that's kind of how I deal with the, you know, conflict or challenges. I just dive right in and I want to be able to articulate and overcome that challenge. And I think, uh, you know, being on a track with a Porsche GT3 and, a few different times, that car exemplifies that. Mm-hmm. I also, also have to say, you know, it's a, it's a very stable car. Um, so stability as a grounded person and looking forward as an entrepreneur, you got to have stability, look at things with a clear mind. I offer that as an individual. The Porsche GT3 also, uh, in my opinion, has very good stability on and off the track. Oh, yeah, very reliable too. Yeah, very reliable. So, you know, those are all things that I, I would like to say that I think that that has a lot to do with uh, myself as well. You know, Mark, they're, they're refined, they're sporty, they're aggressive. So all these things, I think, which kind of make you a, a, a great individual. Of course, you know, aggressive, some people would say, ooh, but, you know, aggressive is a good thing in business. Sometimes, yes. uh, you know, dealing with people and different personalities, aggressive is a good thing. But being able to understand who you're dealing with is, is a, a, you know, a key trait to being a su- successful entrepreneur. I'd like to say I'm sporty. So Fantastic. Well, Marcus, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you 
to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Marcus, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? <laughs> uh, this one's kind of funny, Mark, but drive your car with your hands and your butt. <laughs> I think that's a good one. <laughs> Sounds like a, a something a racer would say. So drive by the seat of your pants. I like that. Yep. How, how about a personal habit that you believe has helped contribute to your success? Yeah, you know, I'd have to say probably my most consistent habit, and I was like this as an early, you know, early childhood, is then get get plenty of sleep. I feel refreshed. I'm able to offer a clear vision, and you know, who doesn't like a good night's rest? So I've been been actually a pretty stable habit for me. Yeah, I think that's really important. Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Um, you know, I'd have to allude to uh, check check out our company, our website, mm-hmm. azdetailing.com. You know, I think we're a great resource. Of course, uh, that's here if you're local in Scottsdale. But I'd have to say uh, get, get, get yourself involved with the detailing uh, industry as a whole and understand how you can take care of your vehicle. So whether that's us or um, you find a fine shop kind of close to you, it's great resources. Does the detailing industry have a like a national presence? Is there an international detailing organization of some kind? Yes, I think they could be a little bit better with it, Mark. But uh, you know, there's the International Detailers Association. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of other small organizations that you can get involved with, and you know, I think it's just a matter of time before some of the top companies around the country, like ourselves, might get together and and really bring some awareness as we move forward with unique products and so forth. So I something see. that maybe I you know, would look to get involved with down the road. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently you think the Carjow listeners should crack open and enjoy? Sure. You know, I, I love to read, Mark. It's one of the things that kind of winds me down for the night. You know, I'd have to say one, one book in particular that kind of jump-started my entrepreneurial excitement was uh, reading the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, actually a local Scottsdale resident here, but it's been a, you know, New York number one bestseller as far as his books goes. But, you know, I was inspired by his understanding of money and the wisdom he shares in his books, but also kind of instills that confidence in being an entrepreneur, just, you know, telling you to go out and do it and understanding the different, you know, mindsets of people that uh, are entrepreneurs versus people that, you know, want a steady paycheck. So a fantastic book. If you ever have the opportunity to uh, to read it yourself, or maybe you have, or uh, any of the listeners, I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. I read his book way back when it first came out, and he's had many other offshoot books from that series, yes. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I got to see him speak at a conference one time. So, uh, yeah, very well done. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources on Marcus's very own show notes page at com. Just type Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, 
Last name is Morton. I like the salt into the search <laughs> bar. And uh, that uh, page will pop right up with all these great links. Now, how about proudest career moments, Marcus? Could you share with us one that really stands out for you? Gosh, Mark, you know, I've had some proud moments, you know, in my working career up, this, up to this point. But, you know, I'd have to probably share one of them that was very recent uh, with you. I was just selected for 2015 to be one of Arizona's 35 entrepreneurs who are 35 years of age or younger. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. It's, you know, thank you very much. It sort of caught me by surprise, but, you know, it definitely shows that hard work, dedication, and, you know, just offering an ethical business approach caught the attention of a very small list of entrepreneurs here in Arizona, and I was proud to be selected as one. So I'm very happy for that. Very cool. Congratulations for that. Great achievement. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Marcus, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but money's no object, I'll buy you any car in the world you'd like. But you're going to have to keep it. You're going to have to enjoy it, drive it a little bit. Of course, I know you're going to put a little wax on that thing. But what would that vehicle be and why? You know, Marcus, it's actually pretty easy. My grandma, she was a car gal. I had the highest respect for her. She was an entrepreneur, and she had a very special car. You know, I have to kind of laugh. She says, if I ever drop dead, just bury me in the trunk of my car. (laughs) Well, that didn't happen, but since then, Grandma's passed away about 10 years ago, and Mm -hmm. um, I I miss her every day. But, you know, she had this special car. It was a 1970 Mercedes-Benz 280 SE. And, you know, yeah, it's just, it, some people look at it and go, why would you want that? But to me, it's very sentimental. It's um, a beautiful car, uh, sporty, luxury look to it, but just really has that classic, you know, look to it. So I'd have to say it's probably one of my top priorities in a car collection that I'd love to have someday. And I would love to find that car. Well, that is a pretty cool car. I've had several guests here on Cars Yeah that specialize in old Mercedes. I'm going to connect you with some of these guys because they'll be able to find you one. They've gotten pretty expensive, though. So uh, I think you're going to have to write, well, wait, I'm buying you this car, aren't I? Darn it. Oh, well. You're right. <laughs> I almost, almost yeah. got let that one slip by. Well, I'm going to go out there and find you one of these cars. What color was your grandma's car? It was almost like a cocoa brown or... Uh, you know, it was it was a dark brown with um, a beautiful leather interior. Nice. Riding with Grandma back in the day, she was a wild driver. She definitely <laughs> had a left foot, and magnetic seat belts weren't necessarily the safest, but in her words, they were the best damn seat belts that you could have. <laughs> magnetic okay? seat belt. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, very cool car, classic car. Those cars have really come back in the collector world, and they're just so mm-hmm. beautiful. They're rock solid. They're built like tanks. Just yes. a wonderful car. So not to mention the the fun with your grandmother that you had. I've had, had many guests talk about wanting a car that their grandparents had as a reminder. So uh, I'll start looking for you. We'll get you one of those so you can That'd relive. Be great, Mark. Yeah, you can relive those <laughs> memories. Well, Marcus, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Car Show listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off in the sunset in your grandmother's 1970 Mercedes 280 SE? Yeah, sure can. You know, the word love is powerful. I encourage people to love what they do at their job or, you know, being an entrepreneur and to love each other. Uh, You know, as a business leader, to me, it's gratifying to see how employees grow. 
um, help them achieve their goals and dreams. Yes. And offer them a place where they feel welcomed and provide an environment that, you know, essentially Mark embraces the human connection. I, I turn on the news and I subsequently want, just really want to turn it off because I see, you know, there's so much tension in the world today. And, you know, that's hard. So we should be able to achieve our dreams. We should find love in one another and have an environment that, you know, we can all really get along. And it's one of my things. I love to come to work and I've got a great crew that works for me. I, I love them as individuals. I want to help them. Of course, they got a job to do. Yep. But um, at, at the same time, you know, I want to offer them a great environment for them to work. And I want them to love what they do. Absolutely. Very well said. I like that very much. That great Bacharach song, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. Boy, isn't yeah. that the truth. And uh, if you can just spread that around your work environment a little bit, it'd make things so much better for everybody. Well said, my friend. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Sure, Mark. You know, we uh, have a pretty good presence online. So, you know, Google search, pit stop, auto detailing and automotive storage, Scottsdale, Arizona. You'd be able to find, uh, you know, a link to our website. Of course, Facebook. Mm-hmm. We've got a strong Facebook presence. So you can look us up there. And we're on Instagram at Pit Stop Auto Detailing. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you'll find links to all these great resources. So you can find Marcus, learn more about him, his business and services he provides on his very own show notes page at carsyeah.com. Marcus, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your entrepreneurial journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. I'm very uh, glad that we were able to connect. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!